said, you motherfuckers is crazy. I said, I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. And now for our feature presentation. Yeah, so what's the hold up? Way to bring the bottle, get them easy waters rolled up. Self-made G, did everything on my own, bruh. In my early 20s, what money is wide as Oprah. Back another bottle, get the weed rolled up. Think I know I got it, everything's everything's on I talk it a lot cause I'm getting bankrolled. Bankroll. And they follow me anywhere that my plane go. Say she never been. Say she never been. Alright, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Life As I See It, the podcast. I'm your host, Jers, aka Life As I See It. Episode 80. We finally got into the 80s. <laughs> um, we got Gert in the building, C in the building. Um, and yeah, check it, right? So I want to start with um <laughs> one of the hot topics on the street right now, which is stocks still and um cryptocurrency, right? Um Recently, this past week, uh, one of the most popular um, apps for cryptocurrency, Coinbase, went public on Wednesday. They went public on Wednesday, and in the cryptocurrency world, a lot of other cryptocurrencies started to uh, pretty much boom and kind of take off as a result of Coinbase's IPO. But where I want to take it is um, in hip hop, it was reported that Nas was one of the people who was ahead of the curve in terms of investing prior to them going public. And he invested in several other um, companies, I believe Lyft, um, Spotify, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, a few others, but Coinbase was one of the more notable, and they were saying that he has a projected $100 million, or he's he's up $100 million in his net worth uh, because of the move that he made beforehand. So first and foremost, salute the Nas, shout out the Nas, I'm going to cue the round of applause, because, um, you know, that's, that's big news. Anytime that anybody um, in the culture you know, take things to the next level and it's just a part of something great. I always want to make sure that we salute that. And um, Nas is somebody who has been making a lot of moves quietly, you know, and that's just kind of his MO. Nas don't really put, you know, all of his shit on blast. He kind of just, you know, make his moves in silence. And, you know, if you know, you know, or when you know, you know. But um, I thought that was super dope. But um. You know what did y'all what did y'all think about the 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 Nas news and, and all of that? See, I thought it was dope. Him and um Kevin Durant, uh, both um uh, you know, got into the 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 Coinbase uh, area, and it's it's him and he has an investment group. Nas does. I, it's called Queenbridge Investments or something, and I think that's dope because it is um. Well, anytime I see a black man doing something with other people, and I'm assuming that he has other people around him, other financial advisors around him, I think that that's great for the community because he's able to say like, hey, like you may not be a rapper, but you could be an accountant and you can advise the rapper on how to invest or whatever. It, it helps other people from where he's from 
see like where you can go. And I'm and the only reason why I'm saying that is because he named it Queen Bridge or whatever, and he does a lot of things within the community. So I'm guessing and I'm thinking that, you know, he's going to, you know, put others on, put younger people on to investing. I'm that's just me just freestyling. I don't know if he is or I don't know if he he's doing that or whatever. But the fact that he called it, you know, where he's from makes me think that these are people that he grew up with. Um, people that he knows, people that are good investors and people that steered him the wrong way. I mean, steered him the right way so that he could uh, possibly do that for the younger kids. And I think it's really dope that he's sharing information. Right. As opposed to um, other people. And like you said, I mean, we freestyling, so we don't know, but I, I, I would assume or the way I interpreted that was not necessarily that he would, you know, put his Queensbridge people on or things of that nature but i think it was just a a a homage or a way of paying homage to where he is from and just shining more light on you know his his neck of the woods so to speak so yeah um, i mean maybe but you you never know like that's what i'm saying like i don't know who these people are but he he named it that investment group and i'm saying like did like was this like a conscious thing to like name it after Queensbridge and not bring anybody that you like, you know, you came up with, or was it just like, all right, I'm gonna name it Queensbridge and I'm gonna be the only person from Queensbridge in this? I don't know. I yeah, don't know. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know either. But congrats. I don't know. My bad. Were, uh, Gert, you had any thoughts on the on the Nas deal? Uh, it's dope. Um, shout out to. Black kings, black guys getting money, you know? Um, it made me personally want to take investing a little bit more serious and into that space and, um, you know, try to uh, earn my bones in that space. And it also made me see other people who uh, don't care much about that space, the difference. So, yeah, um, let's talk about that, though, because there is still a lot of apprehension with our community when it comes to the topic of investing. Right. Like people people and we've admittedly said that, look, I mean, we're not experts in this space. We're still getting our feet wet and learning. But, you know, all of us individually, we have taken that step to you know start investing and start paying attention to it more and i know for me personally i'm always trying to share whatever knowledge that i do have with my people and and try to put them on like yo this is the move this is this is the way and you know it's two sides of the spectrum it's certain people that's like i word put me on how do i how do i get on and then it's other people like man i ain't fucking with that like I don't know that. And I, and I think that we should absolutely change that narrative because it's hidden in plain sight. It's not a secret. It's just that we don't know. And because we don't know, we're scared. And people look at investing as, oh, I'm just losing money. And I disagree with that wholeheartedly. It's not so much that you are losing money. Um, I, I say it like this. If you go out to eat 
and you spend a hundred dollars for dinner, um, that hundred dollars is gone. You know what I'm saying? Never to return again. Yeah, you may make a hundred dollars again from work or whatever the case may be, but the money is spent versus if you invest a hundred dollars, you've spent that hundred dollars, that hundred dollars may go down to $85 and then it may go up to $125. Like, but it's working continuously without you even doing anything. So I just encourage people to, you know, please check it out, do it, um, you know, learn about it, do your research, but get in the game, man, because this is, in my opinion, a key to generational wealth. And we need that. So people, people fear what they don't understand, hate what they can't conquer. Guess that's just the fury of man. man. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I, I'll say this, right? Coming up, I was taught, go to school, get a good education so that you could get a good job. I consider myself maybe the first era of hip hop babies. Um, the generations before me, not really hip hop babies. They were, you know, um, 70s kids. Yeah, 70s kids, not really hip hop babies. They right. were part of it. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in hip hop and hip hop taught me that I could do what the fuck I want when the fuck I wanted to do it. <laughs> so when you that's get now work. That's what hip hop told me. Hip hop is uh is is birthed out of rebellion. It's birthed out of you know us going against the status quo. Right. So the people who are older, they don't have that mentality. You know, they right. still have the go to school, get an education to get a good job mentality. Um nothing wrong with it it's just we i believe my generation now is like fuck that we could have what we want we could do what we want and we trying to figure out ways to obtain that rather than you know when when you go to work you get out what you put in you know there's not going to be no extra shit coming so with that mindset you're never going to get rich you know, it's a glass ceiling. Yeah, it's always a cap. Right. With, you know, all of these ideas and new shit coming along, you may fucking throw a rock and hit something and strike gold. You know, so I get both mindsets. I don't say one is right, one is wrong. I just subscribe <laughs> to, to one. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say you wrong for what you're doing. But I'm just not going that way. I'm trying to go a different route. Yeah. And I wouldn't say wrong, but I will say maybe a little closed-minded, not not really being open to wider possibilities. I, and all of that would be I, I would disagree with that, though. So I, I, I always point to the conversation, uh, DJ Envy and Dame Dash. David Banner had. Oh. Er no, da David Banner or Dame Dash? No, David Banner. Um, everybody don't want millions of dollars. There's some people who are content with, you know, whatever it may be, $100,000 a year. They go, you know, to work. They come home. They take care of their family. They're not looking at, I can have everything in the world. They just want 
steady. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they're wrong for that. That's their lifestyle. You but know. Let me, but do you think? Do you think that? Because I, I I do kind of agree with you. Like even on the topic of like entrepreneurialism, right? Like everybody doesn't have the entrepreneur mindset or spirit. Everybody doesn't want to own their own business and be their own boss, right? But I I would say that would be because of the lack of security and the lack of stability. Um, a lot more of it is on you when you take risks as opposed to being a part of a system that guarantees, okay, you're going to make this amount every week or every two weeks. This is what you're guaranteed to have coming in when you're an entrepreneur or when you're doing it on your own or when you are more of a risk taker, it's the un it's unknown, right? It's X. You don't know if you're going to be up. You don't know if you're going to be down. You don't know if you're going to be successful. And the fear aspect of that, um, that uncertainty may have people, you know, a little apprehensive to do it. I disagree. I understand what, you what you're saying. What you huh? think, see? What you think? Real quick, Jerry, just to, just to say this, right? I've been around people who don't want more out of life. Like they, they, yeah, they feel like they in the thick of the action where they at in life and they cool with that shit. It's not really the uncertainty that doesn't drive them. It's that I get this a year, this pays for that. I don't need anything extra. It, it, it the argument could be used in different cases, but some people are just content where they at in life and don't want nothing more. If you just just say like you make, let's just say two hundred thousand a year, yeah, okay, it's enough for you to take your kids on vacation every year. All your bills is paid. You got a little bit to save, and that's it. Some mm -hmm. people are okay with that lifestyle. You know right. what I'm saying? I I don't need the Maybach outside. I don't even want the Maybach outside. I'm cool right. with this fucking whatever it is that I got and. I'm happy. My life mm -hmm. is grand, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, everybody doesn't want fame. Everybody doesn't want, you know, the stardom. Everybody doesn't want the big house. Everybody doesn't want the fancy car. Some people are, like you said, content in every stage that they are in. And it's because ultimately you want to be able to take care of yourself. If you are able to like substantially take care of yourself and not have to ask anybody for nothing and you're able to live the way that you want to live, that's completely fine. That's the difference between, <laughs> I mean, that's why they make Corollas and they make Lexus on the same brand because some people want the Corolla, <laughs> some people want the Lexus. So, I mean, it's just what you're willing to spend and what you're willing to do. Hey, yo, you ever ride through some of these small towns, like when you go on OT, you drive through like a, a, a little small town, you'd be like, how the fuck do people live out here? <laughs> <laughs> Same like, thing about Virginia. And look yeah. where the hell I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, how the fuck do you live in this? It's like one gas station. You got to yeah. go to the next town for the Super no Bowl. Malls, like, no everybody malls. knows My everybody. Is, you got to have a mall like in close proximity. I cannot not have a uh, little shopping center, something, little TJ Maxx, little home goods. Nah, Dollar General. <laughs> Dollar General. Dollar General, yes. exactly. Little family dollar, something. Just you ain't got nothing. That shit is wild. <laughs> 
But niggas yeah. live in them towns, dog. But they like them. <laughs> it's, it's niggas, but also, but also, a lot of those people are from that as well. And that's so, my point, though. That's all they. But some they, of them they do. Know. But I, I have like my partner is from one of those areas, and he don't want to be like. He don't want to be in that area. He's like, I want to go to the city. Like every time we go to Philly, he like, yeah, he pop out. They think he's from there with the beard and everything. So he's just like <laughs> blend in. But once he start talking, they be like, nah, like <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> you from what? you from Jersey or something? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't saying enough balls and drones. <laughs> Draw. <laughs> or so yeah so shout out shout out to them and uh shout out to us man because i damn sure i'm in on the action um i got in i got in on that coinbase action um i i'm in on this um and and i'll just put this out there dogecoin um i say i listen i'm not a financial advisor i'm not an expert but i say dogecoin Go to your whatever app it is, whether it's Robinhood uh, or whatever it is that you use. But Dogecoin right now is booming. It's very cheap. It's less than 50 cents. So you, you're not, you don't have to break the bank to get a lot. Um, it, it absolutely has gone up from what it was. It was under 10 cents. Now it's pushing like 40 30. cents. Yeah. Um, but it's still cheap. So if you're just looking to kind of throw $10 somewhere and just kind of test the waters and see where it's at, Dogecoin right now. You hey, think yo, about it, I'm trying too. to get in. And they ain't letting me in. So it's going to take a couple I days. Seen, I seen the fist bump I mean, over there. I thought you got in. <laughs> I did I this because I had yeah. like <laughs> finally got something working. But then it was like, we got to verify your account. I'm like, yo, like, are you serious? You got to verify me? Take yeah. one to five business days because it's a high volume. Hey, yeah, yo. I'm trying to get in on the action. Yeah. Hey, yo, Jers, real quick, I just want to shout you out, too, because you was early with telling me to uh, get in on it. Mm -hmm. So shout out to you, too, nigga. Yeah, go ahead, Jers. Appreciate Jer. that. Let me go ahead and put a round of applause for myself. Yeah, that's not narcissistic, ahead. right? <laughs> that's an like, overly word used, too, narcissistic. I don't like that word. Who said who was narcissistic? No, I, I I said that's not. I said I'm gonna give myself a round of applause. I said that's not narcissistic, right? Uh, no, it's not. But people confuse confidence, uh, arrogance, narcissism. These are all different words with different that meanings. Blend. Yeah, that yeah, people. Yeah, they just throw anyone at you. No, <laughs> what you've been throwing a, a curveball? You've been <laughs> throwing a pass. No, people, people, I've, people I've been called that. some words in my day. Yeah, I like that, <laughs> that personal. No, because what you're not going to do <laughs> is call you narcissistic. <laughs> I mean, well, I've used those because they they're kind of like synonyms a little bit, narcissistic and arrogant kind of. Because, uh, well. They could I, be cousins. I, I, yeah, I they could be close cousins. No, they don't have to be, but they could be. They yeah, could be. Because when you are narcissistic, sometimes you exude an arrogance because you are not. Um, yeah, but you're, you're throwing a whole bunch of other stuff at me. When you call me arrogant, it's, mm -hmm. it's confident is it's a package. Confident is arrogant. No, no, no. But I'm saying confident is one package. Arrogant is a separate package narcissistic is a whole nother package 
and then sociopath. <laughs> oh, shoot, you got hit with the trifecta. <laughs> I'm just saying, these are quadruple. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, let's not misdiagnose people, you know? Somebody went in on you. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I don't I don't stick around for people to go in on me. I'm just saying <laughs> these words people throw out there Would with no throw, qualifications. Look, <laughs> you well, throw look, in the words that I've used to describe someone. <laughs> <laughs> so check this out. Speaking of speaking of throwing things, right? Um uh it was a recent report that Usher was at a I guess he was at a he might have been in Vegas somewhere. Yeah he was in Vegas because he was promoting his residency. He was in the strip club. Yeah. My nigga. And and they said that Usher was throwing dollars. He was throwing bills but then when the strippers actually looked a little closer (laughs) the bills had his actual face on it. Like it was like coming to America or something. So people (laughs) were trying to kill him for that like yo you rich, why are you throwing this fake counterfeit money and you should be throwing real money? Now, it did come back and some of the strippers did say, well, he did spend some money as well. He didn't just throw his own money. But <laughs> so. uh, that, was a, that was a big joke online. So like when you first heard that scene, like what was your reaction? I mean, how long did it take you to realize that you already down there on the floor if you're doing it right? You're already touching your toes. So you should see... <laughs> That this is not real money, and if you are, but I'm it's just not saying, Ben Franklin. Yeah, if you were a real money getter, you would see. Oh, this is Ashbuck. So let me get up and go over there because that nigga is throwing money. Like I don't. I think it was a promotion. Like I don't care, and I just can't wait for Usher's residency because I want to see it. I can't wait. So, I mean, whatever. <laughs> girl, girl, what you what you think about it? I think that's dope. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about going to get me some girt dollars. <laughs> Word. Especially if you could get it off, right? Fuck it. Hell yeah. Uh, bottoms up. Pink slip. Here I come. <laughs> In the dark, anybody look like Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> I'm just saying. Or yeah. that's funny. But um, all right. So, um, you know, we still in this pandemic. Oh, I'm right. It's still um, it's still a thing. He fucked up. He fucked up the energy, right? Yeah, like, I was where like, you like what are you doing? Like, where are you this going thing? with this? <laughs> yeah. Took a sigh. Yeah, this nigga like. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Well, well, the reason the reason being right is because again. We've talked about this vaccine a bunch oh. of times on this podcast. And um, it's been reported now that with the Pfizer vaccine, they're saying that now you're going to have to get a shot every year, every 12 months. And I'm not fucking with that. I mean, because first <laughs> of all, you said you told you told people all you needed was one to two shots and you was good. Now, but good for what though? You needed listen, one or two shots. I'm just shots. saying what they said. I'm right. not even on that side, so I can't even tell you good for what. But that's what they were saying. You'll be fine. You'll you'll be less susceptible to the virus or whatever. 
And now they're saying, oh, well, nah, maybe you got to get a, a, a re-up every year. I mean, we just seen with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine that they got that shit on pause because a couple of women had blood clots and one died and it's it's, it's all kind of crazy shit going on. So I've never taken Johnson & Johnson after that whole topping powder thing had happened with their baby powder. What they happened called, with that again? It caused a cervical cancer. I think the topping powder... Cause you know, like how you used to like, well, you don't know, but, um, you put like baby powder in certain places. It caused cancer with that. So I wasn't really beat on that Johnson and Johnson brand anyway, because like, but watch when out. the fuck did Johnson and Johnson get a research and development department? Like <laughs> they ain't been coming out with new shit for years. Like wh wh where the fuck did, gave them the I'm, idea that I'm they could make a money but you but guys, I'm saying like but for you to take that shit like it ain't like every year these niggas was hitting you with some new fucking form <laughs> of powder <laughs> the same but, powder from from 1907 yeah with that they do baby products like the Johnson niggas, Johnson they the do niggas, baby products yeah they, they my fault they shot was baking soda baby powder and baby oil is what they fucking shooting the niggas <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna fuck everybody up though. See, the thing about it is you have to like they just recalled a bunch of baby foods and baby products. Gerber was one of them. They put lead and stuff in your child's food. It takes a lot to be a parent, but you have to like, I don't like when my my baby was a baby, I made her food fresh. Like I at least grinded up, like put the little baby bullet and had it. Everybody thought I was extra, but I ain't have to worry about no lead being in my baby <laughs> because it's, it's just certain stuff that you you do. You can't skip processes. Exactly. Especially when they're that young because they're just developing themselves. Like me, all right, whatever. I don't care. But I mean, I could try to fight it off or do whatever because I know I take care of myself. But at the end of the day with this whole vaccine thing, I am um, not, I was going to get it. I was leaning towards getting it because of my child. I did not want to give it to her. But with this whole, I knew it was going to be like the flu where you have to take the flu vaccine every year. I know that. But what the fuck happened to the flu? The flu is still present. The flu is like, present. They, they ain't talk about the flu. You ain't in a flu shot. No, they did talk about the flu because a lot of pregnant women, you have to take flu shots because you can't contract that to your child, especially, I don't know if it's like the time that you're having it or whatever, but you have to take a flu shot. Flu is prevalent, I think more so like in the winter months because right. I know I had to take it. Before well, let me I, ask you, um, because I know that you're a new mom, but had you heard this prior to your like pregnancy experience in terms of pregnant women having to get the flu shot? Is that always been or them. is that recent? I didn't ask them. Okay. I didn't say, hey, did you have to take the flu? It was more so like mom stuff. Like, hey, did you have to take this nasty drink? And then they see if you got uh, like, you know, gestational diabetes and stuff. Yeah, you know, you got to do that stuff. I asked them that type of stuff because I, before then, I took one flu shot and then I didn't take it like for two years. And then I had took it like when I had like got pregnant because they told me I had to take it. And my child was born with respiratory problems. So everyone that came around her, I had to ensure had the flu shot because she could then 
like you know because she didn't come out crying she came out just silent that shit scared the hell out of me <laughs> so you like is this baby like good or not nah? but anyway <laughs> like <laughs> i'm just saying as far as like taking things and, and taking precautions yeah you do them for your child but it's not necessarily your own beliefs. I do believe that the COVID vaccine did not have enough time to, um, you know, to explore side effects or, or even to have enough case studies to say this is what could possibly happen with this person with high blood pressure or this person who, um, you know, has diabetes or this person who is pregnant or this, that, and a third. I don't think they had enough, you know, test people to do that on. I'm not signed enough to be a test person. And so now we're just getting the effects and the trickle down of, you know, what happens when you rush a vaccine. I feel like tell you, personally feel I, like it was rushed. I actually went ahead, went ahead and actually just did some research and I was looking at, okay, let me see what they're saying, right? So I went to, um, I, I looked up Moderna and I looked up Pfizer. And first and foremost, the the people who are actually getting tested is not us. I think the Pfizer vaccine is like 81% white people mm -hmm. and the Moderna vaccine is like 70 something percent white people. So it was only like eight or 9% of African-Americans that are even participating in this and getting the, the vaccine. So they haven't had enough study on our people mm -mm. for us to even you know, really see what's going on. And this is for anybody who is seriously considering it. Make sure that you understand, even if it's your primary physician, don't just take their word for it. You may trust them or whatever the case may be, but at the end of the day, this is still your life and your body. And I don't want to tell people what to do with their life or their body, but I would think that it would be a smart idea to make sure that you double and triple check for yourself. Because if you're just taking the word of somebody else, then you'll never really know what's going on. So, you know, I think that it's important that we we do those things because it got to be enough research for me. I mean, me personally, I'm not going to do it. But <laughs> even still, it would still have to be enough research for mm -hmm. me. You know, when we were kids, we all got like the hepatitis shot and, you know, certain stuff. But that's been around for hundreds of years. Like, yeah. it is, at least it's tried, tested, and proved. This just came out. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. It's, it's, it's too soon, but Gert, what, what, what's, what's your thoughts? We don't know if it's tried, tested, and proved, but we get, we, we on board with it. I, Cause I ain't going to say just out, you know, I, I'm not anti-vaccine. Me I'm just anti. I'm, Me I'm, neither. I'm, I want to put that out there as well. Yes, exactly. I'm, That's what I did when I said, thank you, Gert. I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm not. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, I'm not with it, but <laughs> I don't know if y'all want to dive into this or not, but conspiracy theorists. Uh, I'm not going to say conspiracy theorists. Let me recant that. Some people are now saying uh, a couple months back, the Pentagon has admitted UFO and aliens uh, do exist. Um, yeah. Huh? I said, yeah, we know aliens exist. But, but now people are getting these vaccines and they believe that people are going to start mutating from these from this vaccine and they're gonna blame that on 
alien. They're going to tie all of that in one. See, I ain't got time. I, I just, I, I told y'all, I don't even like this place. Well, it, 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 is, it is exhausting, right? If, if you consume yourself with, with all of this and, and you let it consume you, it is very exhausting because at the end of the day, it just sends you to a state of like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Like, what are y'all doing out here? But, Jesus. but if you pay attention to history, when in history has it ever been just all good for all people? You know what I mean? Like it's always been some secret uh underlying um um uh what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's always been an ulterior motive. Like <laughs> it's always been an ulterior motive, right? <laughs> people in power want to keep power and they want to keep other people distracted while they continue the different schemes and ways control. to remain in power and keep the control. So remain it's not control. a shock. Yeah, it's it's not a shock. Um, but it's funny, right? Cause, cause you know, with, with, with the whole flu and everything, like, like you said, what happened to it? Like, yeah, we know it's still a thing and people get sick every year, but once COVID hit, they wasn't nobody took them. The only time they was really mentioning the flu is when it was getting closer to the winter months. They were saying that with the combination of COVID and the flu, it could be even more of an outbreak and all of that. But outside of that, I ain't heard nothing about the flu. But here's here's and I'm this is my last take on this. Right. We are a year and a half in uh minimum on COVID, correct? About, about that. If you have survived this long, what the fuck make you think is gonna kill you now? You've been in contact with it or someone with it. Why would you inject it into yourself at this point if you made it this far? Um that's my own my own perception um and somebody could come and tell me hey this is why you would do that i'm open to hearing ideas uh <laughs> you can at me at nine five gert if you feel like you know you have the answer to that question but i just don't understand if you've made it this far a year and a half without the vaccine why do you think you're going to contract it and die from it now if you've had it already, why do you think you need the shot? You know, that's all. And what I, I, and what I will say, because I, I do want to move over this, but what I will say is, to me, it would make a little bit more sense for the individuals who have had it before, who had a bad experience, or they felt like they were going to die, or they may have been hospitalized, and they, you know, they got to that point where it was it got real scary for them those individuals who want to take the vaccine or who have already taken it, I could understand the mindset for them a little bit more or a little bit better because they had such a scary experience to where it's like, well, if you're saying that this is going to help me in the event that I come in contact with it again, anything, I'll take anything to avoid having to go through what I went through. So that perspective makes a little bit more sense to me as opposed to the other, but that's my last take on that. Um, so, uh, moving on, uh, I know that hey, yo, the visual, uh, the visual right now is going to be wow. Funny. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, this on Patreon is going to be wow. This shit is wow. Funny right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
And um, that's that's actually a good that's actually a good alley, right? Because I do want to remind everybody out there. Um, we mentioned it a few weeks back, uh, but I do want to reiterate: we are on Patreon, and you will be able to see all of our visual content on Patreon exclusively. Um, it is a five dollar a month subscription, and you pay five dollars a month, you get to see all of our visuals as far as podcast episodes and also other like many episodes that you know we decide to put up there but it's going to be all visual content on patreon we're still available on spotify and on apple so please you know make sure that y'all make sure you subscribe to the podcast on apple and if you're doing it on apple make sure you rate in it make sure you post in the comment um so subscribe you can still listen every week for free audibly on spotify and on apple but patreon will be our visuals and we're going to keep it every week tuesdays you're going to get your audio podcast and on fridays we're going to release the visuals so um hey yo yo see you was that nigga with a house phone i bet what you mean (laughs) (laughs) you was that nigga with a house phone wasn't you we're like I had my own line. Were you? Yeah, you was. Yeah, I did that, have my own line. That, you had. You probably had like a lipstick phone and all of that. I did not have a lipstick <laughs> phone. <That was> it. <laughs> I had a cordless phone. It was like a little, um, like a little, like thin, like the thin cordless phone. You just hop yeah. up on there. It was black, and you I, put I it on there. And your answer machine was on the side. And the thing about these ignorant people that I call my parents, when I used to get in trouble. They would take the phone part so and they would leave the recording part so I can hear all the messages that my friends are leaving me. <laughs> they might have did that on purpose. They did, they did. But you know what my grandpa yeah. did, right? My grandpa bought me the smallest phone in the world. So when I used to get on trouble, I used to have backup phones in my room. And so yeah. I would have it I was told you. Like a little recorder right here, and it would be like a little number thing right here. It was called the smallest phone in the well, and I used to be. I've doing- never heard of this. What did I just say? MVP level house phone, in, right? I seen it. I, I could tell. I seen it. I'm just saying, my grandpa. Shout out to you, pop up. He used to always come through with extra tricks. Like when they used to try to take stuff away, he used to be like, "Here, I know you get in trouble a lot. Here you, go. here go an extra phone or two. Shout out to your grandfather. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. Grandparents always hold it down. Like, (laughs) why you make me listen to people? They like, hey, see, hi, I was just calling. (laughs) You know, that's back when people left messages. Y'all, y'all, y'all didn't. Oh, y'all, y'all had call waiting, or y'all, yeah, I did. Do do y'all remember before call waiting? Though, y'all don't know what life was before call waiting. Yeah, I do remember. It was poverty. It was busy. That's what it was. It was busy. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta wait. Not having call waiting was I called you last night and you can't even like when did you call me? Oh, my mom was on the phone the whole time. That's why I got my own line because she used to be soaking up juice and I used to be like I'm hot in these streets too. Like VP level. See that? Call me too. <laughs> hey, um, what was what was all of y'all first uh cell phone? Because mine was the Nokia brick. Nokia, oh. this with the snake, the straight yeah. one. Yeah. I had the Motorola joint. I'm a little older. I no, had no, the, uh, the so, big, the big. The shit was like 
this thick. Zach Morris? About this wide. Nah, that was, I ain't have the Zach Morris long drive. The joints that came out right after those, though. It was the right. fat flip, the flip oh, down. With okay. The, yeah, my yeah, mama had, had that. And she had the car phone, the thing that you plug yeah. up in the thing. Yeah. And then I had an Ericsson, a, a long Ericsson uh, mobile phone. Yeah, I didn't no. even know they made yeah. those. Those is before the only Ericsson I know work for Joe Button. Those, those is before the, the Nokia. Them is like right before the Nokia. Yeah. And I, I, had, I, I my father had the big, he did have a big cell phone that looked like a, a cordless house phone. Yeah, they had one of those. But um, and he had a car phone, but it had came with the, like um because we had a we had something, and then I think at one point he had bought a used, he had bought a used Jeep and it came. It already had like a car phone in it. Mm -hmm. I, we was lit, boy. Yeah, I was had, like, yo, we got the phone in the car. Hey, yo, y'all had two ways <laughs> or not? Nah? No, I never had a two way. You had a, a two, two way? way? Yeah, I had a two way. Motorola two way page me. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew you I never had every era. Mama, I need this. Dad, I need this. Oh, well, you need straight A's. Gotcha. Motorola me. Like, yeah. That was the days, right? Because I remember, like, yeah, like you know, and that's still the same day. Or as a kid, all you got to do is get good grades. So my aunt was and the clean plug. her house. My aunt was the plug. Like she was like, "All right, you get honor roll, you get a PlayStation." I got honor roll, and I got my PlayStation. What like, your grades look like after that, though? <laughs> now my grades actually was good up until like I was honor roll all the way up until probably around like sixth grade. Like around 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 sixth seventh grade, I start like really going crazy with the girls, and then then the grades wasn't as important. Girls, I always girl. passed. I always was smart, but I was like, I I can I can just bullshit my way through. <laughs> Sorry, mom. I know she's listening this shit. Yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> they talking about honor route to get some. I'm like, oh, you really don't want me to have it then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, nigga, just say no. All you got to say is no. In-house clean. Like, my mom, I was living in her house. She was like, why do you feel like I have to clean my house? Like, she, I used to walk up to her on Friday night and be like, mom, I want to go to the mall with my friends. She used to come in and sniff and be like, but why are you talking to me? I don't smell no bleach. I don't smell no pine. Like she hit you with the, why are you talking to me? Like really go behind me. I'm talking about wipe and see and check and see if you did what you were supposed to do. Like, but I appreciate her for what she did. You know what that is? Huh? Mama C, shout out to Mama C. Yeah, Mama like, C, Mama Sa, Mama <laughs> Mama Jersey, shout out. In front, because I used to get everything I want, and my cousins used to be like, oh my God, you just spoiled, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, nigga, do you know what I had to do for this? I had to right, get right. Straight, like straight A's and B's. The lady said, don't come in my house like with a C, because I'm not going to understand that, because the C don't work for me. So I got everything I wanted because Sierra got A's and B's. I was in honor courses. And I still was getting A's and B's. The only time I fucked up was when I went to college. <laughs> that was the only time. College. Oh my goodness. My first semester in college? Man. Woo. <laughs> Every other market period. <laughs> that good. What a time. Yeah. Nah. Be alive. <laughs> I get started talking grades. I do the Homer Simpson. 
Blend right out there. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I can't even work though. It was a good time. Shout out so to Gore in high school though. I did graduate. There we go. There, there we go. go. On time too. So word good. on time. Yeah. That's nigga. You gotta add that. Oh, I was yeah. gonna graduate on time because it was <laughs> so so check it right. I wanna um introduce um a relationship question, right? And it's kind of a, a two-part question, but the first part is, um, will we consider it clout chasing if a man proposes with more than one rank? Do you think that that is considered to be, you know, you just doing it to make a, a, a scene out of it? Or do you think that you're really giving viable options for the woman to choose? So see you being the woman on the pod, if, um, you know, if your man were to propose but he had four rings to choose from would you think that's clout chasey would you think he doing too much and being extra or would you think that that's romantic or like what what what, what would be your your take i'm real iffy about proposals and stuff i like them by myself like if i roll over in the bed you'd be like hey boo here you go there you oh go. my goodness i like that no I, I am because i don't like all that showy stuff i don't like people looking at me i don't like people like oh my god like you got to look this certain way and it's just eyes it just scares me so anyway i do not like all the rings because that shows me that you do not know me as a woman we give hints on what we like i know i was sending pictures like look this is what <laughs> i want <laughs> this is what i like i'm a size six and a half like you know like it is like if you want to know, I'll tell you. Um, but you could do it on your own time. But I'm not going to sit there. If you show me five different rings and they're all different, it, it's all right. If you show me five rings and they're the ring, they're one ring. Like it's a, let's say you get me a princess cut. I'm just saying, just all princess cuts. But if you get me an oval, a pear, and a princess, and a regular, like, you know, like circle diamond, that means that you don't know me. Like, I, you don't know me, nigga, because you should know what I want. You should know what your lady like. You should know, oh, okay, so if I get her this, she's going to, you know, she's going to melt. Like, this is what she likes. But I just think that is pop chasing, because at what point is it about her? Like, this proposal is supposed to be about her. You're showing you. All you did was just put your little dirty-ass credit card down and have them <laughs> hold your, your stuff. And you was like, I'll be right back after this day. Like, what you doing <laughs> for? Like, come on. It's not that serious. Girl. So I had a different take until she just said all of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, give me your original take and then give me your recap. So I was about to say no because a propose, proposal I would believe to be a grand gesture. It's supposed to be a grand gesture in my mind. But if you got five rings, it does mean you don't know the person. <laughs> and you're like, nigga, pick one and let's just do this shit. Cause I don't really know what you would have picked. Yeah. So what kind of girl you are. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, it, wow. it it should be like, nah. That yeah. you should get a no if you did that. That means you really ain't trying to get married. It was yeah. very you-ish. It wasn't for her. It was so yeah. you can show, oh, I got enough for five rings. I get it. I think it's nice. I think the proposal, like you said, is a grand gesture. But if you with that girl, 
I don't know. I'm very straightforward because I let you know what I like and what I don't like. Because if you come at, like come at me with some stuff, I'll be like, "Ew, nah." I'm like I don't like that. Shit. Like, but uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'll tell you, like, is this like serious? <laughs> and we return. <laughs> well, let me ask, let me ask you this, right? Uh, I don't know if y'all saw this, but uh, there was a guy in a jewelry store, and he was shopping for his wife for an engagement <laughs> ring. And wait a minute. So ha- he was shopping for his wife for an engagement ring. Yeah. Well, he was shopping for he a engagement right. ring to give. Yeah, yeah. To, oh. to give to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. thought he was out here. <laughs> you he was married already. Nah, nah. You, nah. Wife. Pick out this wrong. engagement All right. ring. All right, I said it wrong. No, he was shopping for an engagement ring. He was in a jewelry <laughs> store shopping for an engagement ring, and it just so happened that Shaq randomly walked into oh, this particular yeah. jewelry store. And he overheard the man talking about buying this ring. And he just told the cashier, look, I'll pay for the whole ring. And the guy obviously was like super fucking happy and like, oh, like, thank you so much. They took a picture and they said that Shaq, well, Shaq said that he tries every single day when he leaves his house to make sure that he does at least one good deed for people. Uh, I was talking to my man earlier in the week and he was telling me one time he remembers Shaq was at ESPN one day and he just was walking around giving everybody a hundred dollars just just because and you know Shaq does things like that and I think that that's super duper dope but again you see I would like to know your perspective if your if your boyfriend at the time was that guy that was shopping for the ring would you be upset that somebody else paid for the ring or would you still be just as appreciative hell no um Shaq got like eight jobs he a sheriff in florida or something he a doctor and he espn and he Shaq. like and he got that nigga's breaking backboards in the spare he time <laughs> and he just Shaq. but what yeah. i'm gonna say is like I mean, I wouldn't care who purchased it. I mean, it like like Gert said, it's the gesture. It's the 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 feeling that you know that you get when you see that person down on that one knee and that box open and them willing to think of you that way. That's the whole process of I wouldn't care if he was able to save money and somebody said, Let me get that for you. That is a man thing. Because men have pride and men want to do stuff themselves. Me, I don't care how you get here. Just get here if you can. Like, I <laughs> well, look, I, I want to I want to challenge that a little bit, and I don't I don't agree that that's a man thing because the reason why I asked the question is, I'm of the belief that certain women out there may feel like, well, you didn't even pay for it, so like, no, and I don't and, marry and her, I, and, I, and I and I think. No, I, I was about her. to say I wouldn't marry her in that no. You selfish. You, and you're you stupid. About, you you worried because about the wrong thing. That's an extra twelve hundred dollars or five hundred, whatever, however much money that he was going to spend. I'm just giving a low ball because I mean I don't know. However much money he was going to spend on you, that's extra that he got to spend still on you or in his household. See, that's selfish. I don't like a selfish woman. You can't delegate how a man saves his money or or spends his money. You don't belong there. What you have to do is make sure that 
you're taking care of your end of the bargain. If he's willing to marry you and to give you that, he was willing, he was already doing the gesture. He was already there making any plans and doing what he had to do to ensure that you get this. Just because someone helped him out and we all need help, regardless of where it came from, you should not look down on that man because he got help. You getting help? Like, so, like, what the? So, while we're on the topic, right just switching gears a little bit (laughs) it's been a big deal on social network i don't know if y'all caught it jc no before we get there uh, (laughs) g herbo thirsty i didn't talk about that because that was that g herbo it might be the same shit but g herbo was on million dollars worth of game and um he was saying he doesn't allow his woman to pay for anything inside yeah. the household. Yeah. Um, he pays for everything and her money is her money. Um, I wanted y'all take on that. Did y'all see that clip or not? Nah? I didn't well, see that I clip. didn't see that, but I, the game said the same thing. That's why I said so Jason. He said that may be where he got it from then, but I guess that's where I I don't know. Um what y'all think about that? Um I think that I don't have a problem paying for for anything. I think that the only issue that I would have is the I would consider that to be a little bit of entitlement to just think that you shouldn't have to pay for anything. Like I think that whatever works in whatever arrangement that you have with your partner should be what works for y'all. I don't think that there's any standard way of doing anything and i think that if he does that that's great i think that you know that that's a real nigga thing to do like but i don't think that you're not a man if you don't do it because some people would say well you're not a man if you don't pay for everything you know what i'm saying so i just think that whatever works with your arrangement with your partner that's the way that you should go but i think that that's dope and i'm i'm cool with that but see all right. Um, it's the difference between dating and being someone's woman. I just want people to know that. Um, when you are dating, I do not think that a man should pay for everything because you guys are spending time together. You guys are dating. You guys are getting to know each other. Once you become his uh, lady, once you become like y'all you know, y'all boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever you want to call it, his fiance, his wife, once you get into those realms where you are monogamous and that is you and you are them. The only reason why I'm saying when you are dating, because women date other men too. So you can't expect one man to just treat you all the time. Like when you are out here dating other men and you may just be dating this one guy, but that doesn't mean that he's only dating you. So you are once you're not, exclusive. Yeah, you're not exclusive, you know, but when you do become exclusive and when you do decide this is my woman, this is my like wife, this is my fiance, this is my whoever she is to you and y'all are under the same roof. I am under the beliefs that men want women to be traditional, but men are not traditional. Meaning that you want a woman to cook, you want a woman to clean, you want a woman to take care of your children, you want a woman to bury your children, you want a woman to do all of these things, and you expect her to be like, hey, I'll give you some money on a mortgage, or I'll give you some money on a rent, I'll give you that. Nah, 
Because if I'm giving you some money, I could actually just go live in my own place. Yeah, I'll be spending more money, but I'll be more comfortable in my own space, doing my own thing, getting more out of it if I wasn't with you. Because I could have a nigga, like this is just speaking just off of the top, not saying that this is my situation, but I could have a nigga that just pay my mortgage. I can have another nigga that just pay my phone bill. I can actually have another nigga that buy me a car. So you have to understand that when you are with a woman and you're taking her on and she's taking on all of these duties because you can hire a maid, you can hire a chef and you can hire, you know, a babysitter or whoever. But this woman is embodying all of that and she's going to work and she's still like taking care of her household. The best thing that you can do is to help her the best way you can. And maybe you can't afford, you know, to pay for everything by yourself, but you try to, you try to, 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 you know, um, to make her feel like you appreciate her. It's kind of like taking some things off of her plate. Like, don't worry about that. I got this. I got, I got this for you. You don't be selfish. Girls don't like stingy niggas. Like I hate a stingy man. Like that is the worst turn off ever. But if you give and you give a little bit, and if you are allowed it to, and if you can afford to, then why not? It's just like equivalent to seeing your mother or your sister struggle and you got it. And you just like, oh, well, damn, that's on her. Right. No, I, I agree with that. I, I, I definitely agree with that. Like, and like I said, you know, I don't want to, I, I, I want to kind of make sure anytime that I'm speaking about certain things that I'm not telling people what they should and should no. do. And that's why I say it's still an individualized thing because it depends on how people feel, right? Because certain people, certain women, or even you can say majority of women may feel the way that you feel. And yeah, if you're doing it, you do it right, you can leave your whole summer off. Because the thing about it is you can't sit here and, and expect a woman to like do all of this stuff and you just go to work and you coming in and asking her if she's like, just just for example, I'm just asking you, you see a woman cooking when she get up, let's just say your woman works nine to five. She, she works at 9 a.m. She, y'all have a child together. Y'all have three or four kids together, whatever. And you see her taking care of the kids in between her job. She, she may work outside of the house. She may come back inside of the house. You know, you come into a clean house. It may be, it may be okay. But Saturday morning, your wifey is getting up cleaning. Saturday morning, you off, she off. She making y'all breakfast. She uh, washing clothes. She making sure that the family is good. Like, so how could you see that and be like, yo, I need, I need six, 600 for the rent. Like <laughs> you just went out there and you worked and you did all of that and you got your money and you, you did what you had to do. And it's just like, even when, and I'm not saying it like this, but even millionaires, they have different outlets because they want to be able to say, I take care of my family. and. Even LeBron and I well, use millionaires don't count because millionaires no, can't afford because to I'm do not it. 
No, they can't afford to do it, which is why they have different outlets. This is what I'm saying, because men use that as an excuse, too. They say, oh, this nigga got millions. Like, let me just say something. LeBron said when he won the championship last year, when he was in the bubble, he said, I was only able to do it because I have a good support system at home. And he was mean in Savannah because he knows that when he walks out that door, he's able to say, "Okay, I have a clear sense. She's not going to make sure my kids is like she's going to make sure my kids are straight. She's going to make sure that hold on. She's going to make sure that um, everything is handled within the household. She's going to ensure that things are okay. Yeah, Bronnie had that little stint or whatever. But at the end of the day, he's able to walk out there with a clear sense of my woman is going to take care of my household. Well, if you didn't have a woman to do that, then you would not feel comfortable being able to work long hours or to do what you had to do to get you to that millionaire status. So wait, just just real quick, you you mm-hmm. use LeBron as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, to I my use under- the words as an example, not him, the person. No, no, no. But to my understanding, she shoots in the gym with him. Um, she watches game tape with him and points out shit. No, no, no. But you were saying it's not only her taking care of the household, but she's actually helping him contribute to his craft as well. But that's not the same. Are no, but no, all women are. That's all not the same. All, every woman does. As, not. A that's real, not the same. as a real woman, we're not sitting down there watching tape. No, you can't we may not say every woman knows. That's no, no, no. But that's different. Sitting down watching tape. Him saying my support system. And him referring to her sitting down watching tape is different than saying my support system Mm-mm. and just her taking care of the household. No, it's I, not. Because it's not with him saying, no, with him saying I was able to come here and to do my job well was because of my support system meant that he was able to come here with a clear mind and produce and do what he had to do. Yeah, she's watching tape with him. That's this how you interpret it. For 16, but the woman's been with him for for almost twenty years. She's been with him for like six since he was like sixteen. So how many how many athletes how many athletes wives do you think watch game tape? I don't know. I don't no, just your guess. Your guess. Yes, just guess. Yes, the real ones. Like no, I think Westbrook. I think Westbrook watches. I think Curry's wife watches. I think give me a guesstimation percentage. Just say five percent, twenty five percent. I'll say thirty. 30% of women's yeah. uh, wives, athletes, you think watch game tape with them? Yes. Hell I would no. say 30% of, 70% of athletes don't watch game tape let themselves. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Hell right? no. If you Hell go to no. work, if you, let me just ask you a question, right? If you are working and you come home and you say, babe, I had a long day. And she says, what happened? And you tell her what happened. Babe tries to make it better. And that's equivalent to watching game tape to me is when you try to no, because at the end of the day, that's what she she's she's watching game tape because he's playing basketball. I don't have a game tape to watch because my 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 significant other works in a different capacity. But when he comes home and he tells me he had a long day, like Savannah could see on the TV that LeBron had a long day all the way in uh, Portland. She could see that long day and she could say, well, here, here's where you messed up, babe. You should have probably went to your right. You probably should have passed. You probably should have did that. I can't go to work with my significant other and say, hey, well, babe, here's where you messed up or it's on tape. He comes home and he tells me and he bears that on me. And I am there to say, hey, 
this is probably what you can do, you know, to go further or to make your day not so hard or whatever. I'm there just like she's there, but in a different capacity. They're not the, they're not exactly the same, but they're the same because a woman, you come home, especially if that's your spouse, especially if that's the person that you, um, you know, you bear your soul with, you're coming there and you're talking to her and you're saying, hey, this is what, you know, happened today. And you're explaining that to her. So she's giving you the, the, the game or she's helping you in some way. I get, I get what you're saying. And I'm not saying, I don't want to say you're wrong because um, everything you just said, valid. But I think you're undermining uh, the capacity of which I believe she helps him. Um, I believe she's her personally. I believe she's created value within his life that um, it's hard to replace. Uh, and I, I'm basing this off of what I've heard other athletes say um, about him and her. Um, they said like every time they've been to his house, she's been there going over game tape with him. That's something that most men don't have the capacity to do um that 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 skill is different just that in itself and that's not even getting to taking care of the household and all of that um i, I i'm just saying me personally i put different I value on that yeah what you're saying is other women do that in a different capacity we do it's, I, it's not I would, necessarily we're watching game tape, but when your friends come over or when your your little whoever comes over, your house is clean. When your friends come over, I'm not watching game tape with you, but I got some snacks out here for you or your friend, or I got, you know, it's it's different ways that you do it. I, yeah, I, there's oh go ahead. I'm sorry. I think that I think that what he's saying and that I'm agreeing with is that is extremely valuable and important and a wife or someone like that, uh, men would expect for them to do that. So therefore we have to do our part. And I'm in, I'm in agreement with all of that, but I think that there's an extra added value to all that she does as far as her wifely duties and taking care of the household and being a wife and a mother, there's an added value. And that's just one aspect of how much of an added value because to watch game tape, to understand oh game tape, to, 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 no, listen, <laughs> to, to, to actually be interested enough to be able to do that. Like all of that is a very special, specific skill. There are wives of athletes who support their husband. I, you know, I watch Brandon Marshall's podcast and Brandon Marshall, we know is probably on his way to becoming a hall of fame. He'll, he'll probably be in the hall of fame one day as a wide receiver. And he has a podcast with other athletes who probably will be in the Hall of Fame as well. And their wives, they also do a woman's version of that podcast. And his wife is the host, just like Brandon is the host. And she has a host of businesses and she does all of these things and she adds value and they are a tandem and they are a team and they look like a strong power couple. So she adds value in a lot of different ways that gives her extra added value on top of how she you know, watches the kids or what have you. But I'm not even 
certain that she is watching film. She Who might be is watching game of tape. I would no, say less than five percent. This is what I'm saying. Y'all yeah. are looking at that intricate thing as watching yes, game tape. Yes, it's no, not. No, it's but, not. No, but it's see, not, but hold on. Wait, wait, everybody see, wait is minute, not an athlete. Wait, wait, you can't wait a minute, say that. Wait a minute. See, wait a minute. Wait a minute. See, I know that everybody's not an athlete. We're only uh, speaking of this one specific thing. And we're talking about this one specific thing and how we feel about this one specific thing. But that's not the question, though. No, that is the question. No, that one specific thing is a one-off of LeBron. What I was speaking to was what he said. I was not speaking of Savannah watching game tape or Savannah does this or Savannah does that. I was speaking of his adage and what he said. Gert brought that up. And what I'm saying is, is that every woman is not dating a basketball player. Every woman is not dating a tennis player. Every woman is not dating Brandon Marshall. But I wanted to make the... So wait, 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 wait. I got you. I wanted to make the equivalent. I got it. I got the equivalent. Athlete, Hold because on. the no wait no listen. I got you. I got you. The athlete we wanted to not equivalent. The athlete is something specific that we changed the conversation and made it specific to an athletic conversation and the husband and the wife relationship. And we asked the question though, how many wives do you believe would do something like that? Because that is very specific. You make the case see that women all over, wives all over they do this in different capacities because everybody's not an athlete, but I'm just speaking specifically about athletes and saying how many of those wives do you believe do something like that? So wait, wait, just to say the equivalent would be a, let's just say like a electrician or a, you know, architect, him coming home and his wife going over blueprints with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 that's, uh, most women... That's you something can't say you, that. You can't, can't say that. Let me explain I, yeah, I, you can't say that they're not looking No, you you can't you uh-huh. can't do that. Yeah, I, I, let I, me explain something to you. you. you if that you is the that. way that our family makes money, let me th- th- let me just explain. If that's the way that our family makes money, you're damn right I'm gonna be going over tape with you. If you make it three hundred million dollars a year and now all I gotta do is just sit here and clean something up every time I feel anytime I feel like it, you're damn right I'm gonna have time to go over some stuff with you and, and improve your craft with you because you are providing a lifestyle for me and I want to keep that lifestyle. And if that is the way that we keep the lifestyle by you saying, hey, come here real quick, watch this tape with me, tell me what you see. I would damn sure do what I got to do to ensure that this lifestyle is still going the way that I want it to be. But you can't say that most women won't because you don't know what most women would do because most women are not in that situation. So whereas though they could sit down and have a drink and and look over blueprint with the architect, they got to sit here and work too. We got to sit here and pay bills. We got to sit here and do all of this other stuff. Women are not allowed it that time because we're not giving that. But when you are given that free time and when you are given that time to look over game tape and do whatever, and that man is taking care of your life, life on me, as game said, then you are willing and able to go in the studio and listen to the new track. Oh, I ain't got nothing else better to do what I got to do. I ain't got to go do nothing because everything's taken care of. I don't have to work. So my job, my only job then is to help our foundation, which is what I was saying in the beginning when he said the only reason that I was able to come do this is because I have a great support system at home. Knowing that you have a great support system at home is knowing that this person is not going to is this person is going to ensure that everything is in motion. Just like when DMX said I was getting the money. It was her 
it was her um, responsibility to make sure that they wasn't stealing from me because he was talking about Tashira. He was like, I don't even know how we got broke because he was giving her, he was keeping the cash, but he was the checks and stuff she was getting. He said, you should have been watching over the accountant. You ain't doing nothing. What you doing? And that's a great support system. Most men don't have that. Most women will go out and spend, spend, spend. Not saying that's what she did, but most women don't have the intellect to sit here and say, okay, since you out on the road about, let's say 200 days out of the year, I'm gonna sit here and look over these accounting books. Then when you come home, I'm gonna sit here and watch the game tapes with you. I have freedom enough to do that. Most men don't put women in that same position to have that freedom. That's all I'm saying. All right, so we so, can put a pencil in it. We can put wait, a wait, in no, it no, no, no. We got to move on, girl. I know, we real quick. I just want to tie all of that together, though. Just, um, just harking back to the initial question. You say <laughs> that you have to be allowed that time. I, I'm just trying to get an understanding. Where, because I think that ties back into the man paying for everything. Yeah. If he's paying for everything, yeah. then the woman should be taking care of all of that is what you're saying? Yes, she should. I feel like those are traditional roles. If a man wants to be traditional and a man is saying, I want you to do this and do that. And I'm giving you, I'm giving you like, let's say, I don't think that a woman should not work. I'm just saying that. I think you should have some type of side hustle. I think that you should have something that ensures that you have your own income. If a man is willing to pay for your lifestyle or he's willing to pay for the roof of your head, your car, whatever, whatever, you should still be saving something on the side just in case things go south or anything could happen to this man and you still have something to be able to still live the same lifestyle. All I'm saying is, is that you don't have to cook and clean if you got the money as a woman. If you're saving your money, you can go hire a chef with your money. He doesn't have to afford that expense for you because he's paying for everything else. It's a thin line between selfish and him being like a him him being your partner. Because at the end of the day, it is a partnership. You don't want to put all of that on him to where as though he comes in, he don't have no food. What, what kind of crap is that? Like I, you, you need to, you know, it has to be a give and take. And, and I don't suggest- It gotta be a good balance. Exactly. I suggest that if that's what you want to do as a woman, maybe you're not a chef. Maybe you don't want to cook. Maybe a man likes to cook. Maybe a man likes to do laundry or whatever. You need to be contributing in your own way to your own household. But as far as that goes, I do believe that if men want traditional women that do whatever they got to do in a household, they should be paying for the household. Word. All right. So um, real quick, uh, before we get out of here, um, I, I know that a picture surfaced and it looks like it's confirmed that Drake is going to be doing a interview with Nori on his Drink Champs podcast. And um, <clears throat> when I saw it, the first thing I thought was, okay, the album's ready. The album's ready to go. This is going to be his one big interview that he does in promotion of the album amongst other things. But um, Gert, I want to ask, um, A, are you looking forward to watching the interview and or B, um, what do you think, you know, how do you think it's going to be? Do you think you're going to get a very candid Drake? Um, do you think you're going to learn something? Do you even care? Like, what's your take on the whole situation? I think it's going to be dope. Um, 
it's going to be interesting to see which direction Nori goes in. If Nori is going to try to uh, maintain his street credibility mm-hmm. or if he's going to let Drake Drake him. Yeah, industry. Uh, industry think, him out. I think Drake is real witty. I don't think he's going into this without any control over what happens. But I think he wants to make it seem like he's going into it with no control. So that dynamic, I want to watch play out. And I hope Nori don't edit it like he did the cam shit, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, So what you think, say, about the Drake, the, the, the Drake? Uh, interview. You know, I'm confused as to why Drake talks like that now. I was listening to him, um, you know, on his Instagram, and he talks kind of like I don't know. It's like a little Jamaican twang or something that he does now. It's kind of mm. weird. So I'm trying to see if he keeps that accent while he's talking. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I think he um I think he's trying to tap into because you know Toronto is a very Caribbean town. Yeah, and I think he's just trying to tap into that hometown feel. You know, whatever. So, I, I don't know though. I didn't. I didn't I, I've heard him. I've heard him do it in his music. I haven't heard him do that in like regular conversation though. That's I funny. follow him, uh, and he's been talking like that in his gym. So I, I don't know, but his gym is like that. Look like LA Fitness. I don't know what's going on in there, but I would anywho. expect that. Like, what, 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 what would we expect Drake's gym to look like? I expect this shit. To yeah, be like fabulous. Fire. It's like a whole bunch of Pelotons. I'm like, yo. Did y'all, person. <laughs> did y'all see the shot he sent at the Joe Bunn podcast? No, what did he say? Oh. What, wait, about Rory? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that was funny. Yeah, that was super yeah. funny. Well, so um, Joey was posted something and, and Drake had said something along the lines of, yeah, I seen your man Rory, like, drinking wine, drink, drinking some shit. Like, he looked stressed out, like, <laughs> some shit like that. Like, it was a little shot. Apparently, they got a little back and forth little thing. Uh, but what I, I do want to say about the Drake thing is I I think that I think that the culture was successful um, this time. And what I mean by that is a lot of times when Drake and Ye and those type of artists drop, they always do interviews with like Zane Lowe or That's somebody else outside. Elliot outside of our culture yeah drake did do the elliot one but i think it's leverage i think you know where you're at now so you can come to drink champs and you can go to elliot i think before he had to get his name out there still you know because we didn't have these platforms either though well we didn't have them but you still had the breakfast club you still had hot 97 you still had other platforms that were still gaining traction that i, I don't think drake has ever done a hot 97 interview has he i don't like think so. like like a like so. he never been on ebro i know he did flex but he, yeah, never did but a did, show and he never did the breakfast club he never did sway i don't think so you could do different outlets you know you have we have those there but i think they wanted to gain that international international i'm sorry traction but I do like Nori, like the last, the last couple of interviews I haven't really watched because I told y'all me and Nori got a love-hate relationship because sometimes <laughs> he's letting people talk, sometimes he don't. The Cam interview was one of Nori's best interviews that I've ever seen. He let him talk, they, they did what they had to do. And I just love Cam, that's why, like, cause when he was like, what's your favorite, uh, 
album, I was like, I already knew it. Like, cause I already know that that's my favorite Cam album. And so, oh, go ahead. What was you gonna say? Cam controlled that interview though. He did. Yeah. Most yes. people yes. allow Nori to- And that's why he was like, I'm not drinking. And he was just like, he was clear, he was concise and he was in his bag. That's why I'm just like, I love Cam because I love seeing that. But I want to say that, like like you said, Gert, Cam controlled that interview. And to your point about how is this Drake one going to go? Because first, we know what Drake means to the culture. We know as an interviewer what it means to get a Drake interview, like you all the way up. So I think that I think it is going to be interesting to see Nori's approach because he been everybody's been waiting for the Drake interview. And for him to get it, it's like, all right, I don't want to fuck this up. I don't want to piss him off. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to paint him a certain way. I want to keep the relationship. I want to stay good. So I do wonder how much he's going to water it down. I think he'll do Joe Button too soon. Him and Joe Button is going to sit down soon. I don't think he's going to do it without the guys. I don't think I don't think that matters. I don't think the guys matter. I, um, at this point, wait, because I think it'll probably be a pull up without the guy. Yeah, I was about to say, if anything, if anything, it would be a pull up. Um, but I do think that Joe Button is the best person to interview. Him. Me I think too. That, I think Me that too. Nori shit is probably gonna be dope, especially if Drake does decide to drink and he get a little sauce and he start talking that shit. I think it's gonna be really dope, and it's be and that's what makes Drink Champs dope. The fact that you can see some of your favorites kind of you know be just themselves and and be a little vulnerable at times and just, you know, be their authentic self. So I think that's part of the drink champs niche, but I think Joe is a much better interviewer. Me too. And I think that he will ask certain questions that nobody else will ask. Me too. And, and they have a relationship. So yeah. I think that, you know, he is the best person to interview. I think and they Drake, had a little I, falling I, out. I don't think Drake is a uh, duck in that smoke. I think he just wants to do it when the time is right. And Joe, too. I don't think Joe wants to waste that interview to where Joe would probably only do that when he's unrolling a bigger platform. Like, the, the platform he has now, it don't really make sense for him to... Shit. I disagree. I disagree. He uh, has, he has, like we said, the pull-up, and he could also... Put it on Patreon if he really wanted to. So Patreon would make sense. Anything outside. Yeah, of because you would cost doesn't it. Doesn't make sense. I mean, he the would pull pay. up. He can still get big artists and um, that that space. But I would save me personally. I would save Drake to be the start of the next big thing I want to do to bring people to that. Because once you get Drake. You know, you got whole maybe Nas. It, it, well, I think I think I think that he's already set himself up for the next best thing or biggest thing, which is the Patreon move. So I think that um, I think that it could also be a form of big business for everybody because we know he's sponsored by Cash App and the pull up is sponsored by Cash App. So if they were able to do business together. He, they may, Cash App may sponsor the interview on Patreon. But that would be super, I would, I'm paying $5 for that. I get you, but that's not, that, I, I don't see it. I don't see, because you, he can still uh, run around Cash App, I mean, the pull up, 
he could still run around that good with he, he could get you know hot that shit a Drake interview is next level for him and Drake to sit down for both of them for yes. both of them together it's next level so me personally I would want to put that on a different platform my next idea because Joe's in a space where he's he got ideas coming out his asshole at this point. He's just fucking popping up ideas. So that would be the selling point for my next venture. Oh, I'm going to get Drake. You know, with Nori. For Nori to get all of them niggas and, uh, uh, you know, he getting a check from Mass Appeal, Revolt, uh, all of these different shits, he had to say, well, look, I could get Pharrell, I could get this person, I could get that person. Those was his selling points. I think Joe saved that Drake interview for his next selling point. Okay. Well, we'll see. Um, but uh, so again, I do want to remind everybody that our Patreon um, will be live each and every Friday with new visual content. Um, so, you know, if you rock with us, well, we know you rock with us because you, you still listening. But um, if you want to see our visual content, make sure you go subscribe to our patreon um it will be patreon.com backslash life as i see it podcast and um yeah check out our visual content because not only will we have these pod episodes but you know we might have some other uh visual content for you available on there as well so make sure you subscribe to the patreon make sure that you continue to shop for your candles and your smell goods um, at luxcollectionllc.com. Make sure that you continuously subscribe to the podcast. Well, not continuously, but if you haven't yet, subscribe to the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Um, always make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend. And until next time, anything Rico. Yeah, 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 yeah. Press I want for sure, you're gonna need three promoters. I got the body from Jamelis, but I had switched the motor. I got these badass bitches riding around this bitch, and they all the coders. Yeah. I just told her make a story. Yeah. I just bought all the Trojans. Yeah. 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 I told her stop my mix. Yeah. I told her stop telling everything she seen and told her me. Rico music, Rico music, Rico music. Rico music.